Hello and welcome. I'm your host Tyler here with Nick. And you're listening to Makeshift Meeples, where we won't teach you how to play board games, we just talk about them. Nick, what are we playing today? This week on Makeshift Meeples, Planet. Planet is designed by Erdis Sillensglass with art by Sabrina Marimont. Publishing is provided by Blue Orange. In Planet, the spark of life is about to jump from your hands and spread out on the world. Deploy your mountain ranges and your deserts, spread out your oceans and your glaciers. Handle wisely your continents to form environments suitable for the appearance of animal life. And maybe you'll manage to create the most densely populated planet. Well, it only took us like 10 takes to get that intro done, so that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, my head hurts a little bit. You were laughing the, too much, man. Yeah, from all the blood. I think that happens, right? Yeah, sure. Let's just build these glacials. Ha- okay, Nick? That's Let's build I'm, some planets. Some glacials. Glacial habitat. Glacial planets. So one thing I've noticed is just saying the word habitat, like, makes me happy. Yeah. Like, or it makes me, I don't know, happy if this, this is the right way to phrase it. It makes me feel, like, good. Like, oh, yeah, let's talk about the habitat. Like, it feels positive. Do you think that's because we recently played Ecos as well, which has habitats as well? Maybe. And that yeah. was a really fun game. And this actually, is a really fun game. Yeah. Actually, I, I think I, think I uh, would like to play that game again. But yeah. let's talk about... We're talking um, about Planet today, though. Yeah, we played Planet. And for those of you who don't know, Planet has a what is this a tetrahedron is that what it's called uh sure it's a globe it's a shape that has uh, a lot of five-sided objects on it yeah i think it's actually a d8 no it's way more than that d10 way more than that we should have counted first yeah i'll count now (laughs) but yeah so you have this globe shaped object if you're familiar with dice you'll recognize it i think it's a d12 d12 yeah that makes sense but what makes it unique is that each side is magnetic so it can store these five-sided tiles that represent habitats and each of these tiles has uh, different types of habitats yeah so there could be desert i think earth water forest and glacial habitats Glaciers. That was the thing that gave us trouble during the intro of that word. That's Glaciers. Anyway, now that we've uh, learned learned how to say it, what happens in Planet is we set the game board up and the way it tells us in the rules, and then there's, I think, a bunch of stacks of these... Magnetic tiles, yeah. And it's a drafting. Yep, and then what we'll do is we'll go through and take turns drafting a tile based upon who's first player. Yep. And our goal is to technically meet the goals of these cards that get placed next to the tiles on the... It's not a game board. Right, so there's like scoring cards essentially in addition to the tiles that you're going to be drafting. So I think when you get to the third round is when you start scoring. Yeah, so... Yeah, that's accurate. There's um, the way it's the way it's structured is not difficult when you're looking at it, but to explain it, there's two rounds of drafting before you get to the, the draft. first round of draft plus score. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's a great way to think about it. And what'll happen is each of these stacks of tiles has five tiles in them. Yeah, so there's more tiles in the stack than there are players in the game. Yeah, always. And you always set the game up the same way. I mean, there's variants, but you always set the game up with the same number of animal cards and the same number of uh, tiles. tiles. So 
the reason that's important is if you're playing with two players, since you still have five uh, continent tiles, that means that the two empty continent tile stacks at the end of the game are going to fill up faster or slower. Right. So, so like the drafting experience changes based upon how many players you play. So in the first couple rounds, any tiles, because each player only gets one tile that round. Mm -hmm. So any tiles that are left from that stack essentially go to fill in the last couple rounds yeah. of draft stacks. It's a really interesting mechanic. Yeah. I almost wish it would have been utilized more. I, I see what you're saying, but I also like the point that like in the first couple rounds, it gives you the ability to be like, well, I didn't think that tile was going to be good for me, but hey, I can get it again late late in the game and maybe it'll fill something yeah. out for me. Well, I, I get you. I totally do. And one of the hardest things that I have when I'm trying to gauge my experience with Planet is that I did draft a lot of magic for a long time. And so when I think of a drafting game, that's my like default. Okay. And I'm, I, I'm trying to put it in perspective, you know, not all drafting games have to be that. No. But yeah. from that perspective, um, what happens is the cards get passed around the table multiple times. Right. Or you can make judgments about what players are trying to do based upon what you saw sure. in your pack of cards. And so here, we're, we've got a stack of tiles, but because we're only ever getting one, giving one away, it's really difficult to tell what's going to come 10 turns later yeah uh like like i almost think that the normal thing that i would consider to be strategy and draft is not here because it's just it's like you need insane forethought to remember that you needed that one tile that tile may or may not matter like it, it yeah you could argue that well that's what drafting games are but i don't know i i think you, this is think so different that? than a magic draft like sure. it's almost uncomparable like for sure the mechanic of Having a group of tiles, pick one, put it on your cube. I think that that's not where the real strategy in this game is. Yeah. I think the real strategy is in once you've drafted those tiles, how they're arranged and how they're placed on your planet is really the challenge of this game. Oh, because yeah. how you place those tiles completely changes how your scoring works. So let's talk about scoring then. Uh, that's done two different ways but mostly by these things called animal cards which we've explained a little bit and so when you get to the end of a drafting round then you would try to gain the animal that's next to those tiles correct for that and round everybody scores that um it's they each have a condition on them yep and there's th only three kinds of conditions but the different types of tiles get interwoven to create varying conditions so uh, one of them is you have to have the most amount of one habitat not touching another type of habitat. Yep. Or you have to have the most type of one habitat touching another type of habitat. Or, or the just the one, most. Yeah, the most of one habitat not touching each other. Right. So those are all variants. And so what, the thing I like is there's, what did we figure out, 50-something scoring cards? There's 45. There's 45 scoring cards. But you'll only use, I think, 20 of them in any mm -hmm. game at most. Mm -hmm. So the the replayability and the variabil variability of the scoring is very high. It, it makes it a, a much more playable game down the road. It's not just a one-time play and you've done it, you know? Yeah, but scoring is super, in, in my opinion, super weird because the points of the cards, of the animal cards, change. They're all either one or two points. 
but they all change based upon what your natural habitat card is, which we haven't talked about yet. That's a yeah. hidden objective card that gives you points for scoring um, a certain number of specific tiles. So right. it's either desert, earth, water, or forest, or glaciers. But anyway, so if your natural habitat card matches the habitat of the animal that you have, it's only worth one point. But if it doesn't match, then it's worth two points. That's for the end of the game scoring. That's, that's for, for yeah, that's for yeah. end of game scoring though. But my point is that incentivizes you to go after certain things. Yeah, go that's to true. Planet in a that's true. Way. So that's really core to the game. I do agree. Um, I almost think that's more important than the drafting aspect of the game. Yeah, and I will say, like, I agree with you that the first time we played this, um, grasping how the scoring worked was a little tricky. Mm-hmm. And it was one of those things I really needed to see how the scoring worked once before I I really understood exactly how it happened. Mm-hmm. But again, I'm just one of those people, I feel like I have to play a game once before I get it. True. And that's very true with the scoring in this. And I think a lot of people will not have difficulty with understanding the scoring the first time through, but mm-hmm. it just won't quite click till you play through it one time. Yeah. I really didn't have a lot of fun playing it the first time. Really? Yeah. I, I don't I don't necessarily think it was a bad thing. Like I wasn't upset I didn't get It I wasn't a sh- bad experience. Yeah, it just wasn't a great experience. I didn't shut down. It's just like I didn't really know what I was doing. Sure. And maybe that was just the concept is the first playthrough. Yeah. But it, it didn't really jump at me. Um, I just like I said didn't really I don't think the drafting experience was tight. Well, and I think if you were going into it thinking it was going to be like a magic drafting experience, yeah, it's not. It's nothing close to that. Well, but see, I really enjoyed the first time I played it okay. because you've got this little planet and part of the fun is trying to figure out which way this tile that I just drafted fits onto this cube or looking through the dra- available tiles that I can take out of the draft and picking the one that I think can fit right into this spot here, you know, and make this really cool continent that'll score me some points now. So, really my frame of reference was from the first time I played Seven Wonders, which is a drafting game. Sure. But it's still very different. Yeah, I do agree. But my point is, like, Seven Wonders, there's a lot of meat to it. There's a lot to, like, say, oh, I could do this, or I could try this differently next time. But in Planet, it's always like, well, I could just maybe get different tiles or, like, like hope that I get this thing next time and put it on my planet this way, but then everything changes. So I don't know. My point is that there's not a lot of meat to planet, uh, but that's not necessarily a bad thing. Right. It can be a positive. So I was talking with PJ about just his initial perception, just looking at the box, okay. and I told him my experience, and he said it sounds like it'd be a great game for kids, which I think actually the more I think about it, I don't know if that's necessarily the target audience, but I think he's right. Like, Planet seems to check a lot of the boxes. Like, if I didn't want to oversee a board game that kids were playing, yeah, Planet may be one that they could just, I could explain the rules, teach them once, and then they could play by themselves. It's like that simple. Because I can see that. Because it's not me. Yeah. And the scoring is relatively straightforward. Yeah. And uh, it even has a cool gimmick, which is this planet that we talked about. Yeah. The 12-sided figure. And you said you really like the planet. Um, I think that it's cool, but it's, I think that's like, a, that only gets you so far, it being cool and unique. Yeah. But to kids, it may be even more interesting. I, I could see that. I mean, I don't mm-hmm. think it's 
there's enough strategy here that I don't think it's gonna be like unfun for adults to play it though either. I don't even. But mean I that. see, I see what you're saying. Where like it could really hit its stride when you have like a family with kids and adults playing at the same time or something yeah. like that. And I think that's actually a huge positive. Yeah. So it's not a detraction. At I mean, all. It, it's also a light enough game that you can play this between some more serious games to to not to still have a decent amount of strategy, but not that huge in depth three-hour experience that you're going for. You know, it being a, what, 30-minute game yeah, on the box... it easily plays in 30 minutes. Yeah. I do think you're right. Um, I actually like how the player scalability kind of works. Mm-hmm. You know, it's only two to four players, but because you always set it up the same way, you don't have to, like, read the rules and say, like, okay, how do we set it up for two players? How do we set it up for four players? Nope. It's just the same, same setup all the time, which I think there's value, real value to that. It makes the setup go a lot faster, too, because you're not trying to figure out, well, we only have two players this time, so how do we adjust this? Um, It's just, this is how you set it up, and you're done. There's also, I would call, I don't really think I'd call them variant play styles or play things in the rules, but they have a beginner game and a mystery animals game, which you still set the game up very similar to the way you did before, but for the mystery animal one, you just flip over the the last row. So I will say, like, with the base setup, you essentially know what all of the scoring is going to be out to the end of the game. Mm-hmm. And that can really help you design your planet to score the most points. Mm-hmm. And the thing I like about the mystery one, and some people will hate this, but I kind of like the surprise of, like, well, I can plan for part of this scoring, but the other part is just kind of going to be, you know, did I happen to also build something that's good for that? That might add some complexity, though. I don't know. It might either add or take away some complexity, depending on your, your thought. I feel like that's going to depend on if a player is open to uh, a floating rule set, kind of like Flux, where like you don't really know what the scoring is, mm-hmm. versus a player that wants to know exactly what the goals are right now so we can go through. Yeah. But I, I actually did kind of like Planet because you play it so fast. Yeah. But it's not a game that I would necessarily want to go over to my friend's house and play for, like, game night. Like you suggested, if it was, like, maybe an intermediary game where yeah. we played one game and then uh, Planet came up and then we played another game. Yeah. I think it would be a great, like, filler uh, thing there. I think that's... Yeah. I don't think this is the game that you're going to organize your entire game night around um, as a more seasoned game player. Mm -hmm. Now, that being said, I also think this game fits a really cool role as like an introductory type game that's very different than traditional board games. Okay. And kind of can help open people's mind up to, there's a lot of other things out there that aren't Monopoly, sorry, you know, that kind of stuff. There's some really cool stuff happening in games right now that maybe they just haven't experienced it's not Catan, it's not Ticket to Ride. It's a very different experience than those games. And you're not committing, again, a three-hour time period to do it. You're talking about 30 minutes, and if they have a bad experience, it's 30 minutes and you can move on to something else. Yeah, that's actually a really good point. I think you're 100% right. Like, I would almost put Planet in the same um, like mental space as Suro. Yeah. Like, it's super simple to play. If I they agree. don't like it, it doesn't take very long. Yeah. And if they're not enjoying it, you're going to be done in a couple minutes anyway. Yeah. And it's not that big of a deal. 
and the rule book's like four pages so yeah. you have to reference it it's not like you have to look through a i i think book. it's kind of cool they're able to make this neat of a game with just four pages of rules and i think the game even comes with like the french and the spanish version uh, of the rules as well that's cool so it's just kind of a neat little bonus as well so let's talk about the uh let's talk about the things you really liked and didn't like about planet sure so um i think the variability um of or the replayability and the variability of scoring is a huge part of this game in terms of if you buy this game like we talked about it's not going to be the main game you play for a, a game night maybe but you can plug it in a lot of times and you're not going to get tired of it because you have the exact same scoring mechanic every time yeah i'm with you there like the way i kind of see it is if you had a game night at a store you could have stations yep. and planet would be like one of the stations and it'd be super easy for people to either watch and see if they'd be interested in playing because it's so short or they could just like play it try it and then it adds a little bit of meat to that whole experience right but it's not an ex standalone yeah it's not gonna be the main game but it's a great filler in that in that set yeah. um i also like the fact that it is quick to play and it can be a great introductory game like i talked about um i think it's a great way to introduce people to more hobby games with air quotes you know versus like traditional board games as well mm -hmm. Yeah, I didn't really like the gimmick, the uh, the planet thing. I kind of wish there was more to it, but as I played it, I actually feel like they combined everything into a complete enough experience that it feels like a real game. It's like when you add something that's brand new, like in this case, it's a, a planet thing where you put magnets on it. Right. Sometimes it could be really difficult to figure out what the game's trying to do. Sure. And like I said earlier, it doesn't feel like a drafting game. It definitely feels more like the planet is important. And mm -hmm. so they kind of like really focused on it. I think that was the right thing to do okay. for planet. So while I had a, some gripes about the drafting experience, I think that that's because it's supposed to be that way. That's interesting because I my third point that I really enjoyed was the actual building of the planet and putting the tiles onto the planet and yeah. figuring out how to arrange them. Like I thought that was one of the really it was a real upside to this game and that that's not something we've had in a lot of other games. Yeah, that's what I mean though. Like, like if you think the gimmick is cool enough, then it's gonna get you there. And it may be that I'm, like we talked about yeah. with some other games, like I'm very spatially aware, so that's kind of fun for me yeah. to try that out. So my, my really final thing was that I liked the way they did scoring. Yeah. After understanding it, I think that it adds a unique thing to the game that I haven't really seen anywhere else uh -huh. because they they tie the scoring of each individual objective which in this case are animals to your hidden objective too mm -hmm. most games they're kind of separate or you have to like focus on x y and z during the game based upon your hidden objective yeah um so i don't know i think that felt really good and, and i'll say the negatives that we had to say about the complexity of scoring we're, we're picking on a very small thing here like this it's not a major objective it's not a major issue with the game but it just takes you one time to play through it to really get it yeah but overall i i like planet i'd play it again if somebody asked me to yeah and again you know what if you don't enjoy the game you're gonna be done in 30 minutes yeah. it's gonna be a quick one i think we're done yeah Thank you for listening to Makeshift Meeples. You can see more about our upcoming shows on our website, makeshiftmeeples.com, as well as offer us feedback or contact us about games you would like to see on the show. 
If you enjoyed the episode, there are a number of ways you can help us keep this thing going. Share this episode with a friend. Hit that subscribe button so that you're notified of future episodes. Like and follow us on social media. And you can support us on the Patreon and Anchor app.